Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollum Wellness Radio. Now more than ever, our country needs to learn how to take care of our own health, and it's my mission to empower you on that journey. Please join me each week as I cover these topics and interview experts throughout the field to bring you the answers you need to reach your maximum health potential. Thank you and enjoy the show. As we start to find out about what's going on with their health and what's going on with their body, we oftentimes find an upstream cause, something that has been going on above the area of problem, um, higher up in the hierarchy of healing that is either um, not working correctly. It could be that it's got toxins in it from the environmental toxins or the toxins that we consume or the ones that our body makes in its process of producing energy. It could be that it has a, um, a nerve interference, a pinched nerve, if you will. We call it a subluxation. Sub means less and luxation means um, a breakage or a dislocation. So it's less than a lo- dislocation. It's a sub one, meaning less than. And or it might even be something going on from the stress of the environment that's just um, gone too long and it's causing the adre- adrenal system to break down. So I want to talk about the three of those. Um, I have a, a sign. I'm in my office today. I'm doing this remotely because of time of the holiday. I have a sign in my office that I'm reading right now that says the six most common words heard in our office are, what do you think those six most common words heard in our office are? They are, I thought it would go away, quote unquote. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting when people come in and they sit down in our consultation room, uh, that might be a minute before I get in there. And so often they, so that's why I'm here. They point to the sign that says, I thought my symptoms would go away, and they haven't. They've gotten worse or remaining the same. They're affecting my life. They're stopping my ability to enjoy my life or pursue my dreams and goals. And, um, you know, that's on a good day. Um, other times people come in in such pain because they've waited so long that they're uh, assisted in by other people. Um, they have tried almost everything under the sun and they're more or less giving up. I had a gentleman come in, I think it was uh Thursday that was basically in that situation. He'd had, um, surgeries in a major hospital up in the Bay area. He'd been to other, um, professionals that have to do with nerves and stuff. And, um, even though he had the surgeries, they still had not given him any relief. And he was having problems with his lower extremity, his right leg and knee, and his foot being numb. And, um, you know, we talked. He told me about what was going on with him. And then I discussed the options and, you know, the recommended that we at least try, in this case, the softwave therapy machine that we have, the $49 special, because he'd not had that. Nobody had Recommended it because nobody has the machine. There's less than uh, 700 in the country. Actually, what's really interesting is a gentleman came in today and uh, he told the front desk, I worked on this machine 20 years ago when it was being invented in Germany. 
And uh, that's pretty cool. It isn't the Softwave one we have. It's, predece- it's its predecessor, which is uh, true lithotripsy for blowing up kidney stones. And that's uh, where this machine came about. It was, it started about 20 years in this country where they would aim a sound beam, uh, to a pinpoint inside a kidney where a stone was and it would explode that little stone so that it could be excreted out of the kidneys and out of your body. I thought it was pretty cool that this guy had worked on the original, um, circuit boards that created this amazing machine that is changing so many people's lives. Um, now, and he walked in and we worked on one of his shoulders. So he said he already felt better. I can't wait to see him, uh, his next visit and find out, you know, what his experience was. He goes, I never had a chance to use it. I was working on it 20 years ago and wow, I was so excited to, to find out about it and that we had one. So we'll see how that goes. And I'm pretty confident shoulders are one of those things that we have huge results with. You know, I mean, nothing's ever 100%, but we can get pretty close to that as far as getting some relief or a lot of relief where nothing else has worked except for maybe medications. And those are transitory typically, um, meaning that they help for a while, but you have to keep taking them. And then you have the problem of, you know, the medications that you've taken that can have their effects on the body, the liver, the kidney, uh, your body's ability to eliminate those those pains and those toxins, I mean. So when people get to a point in their life, I have a graph here for those of you that are going to watch this on YouTube later. All of my radio shows show up on YouTube on D- DR Duncan McCollum within a couple days after I do the show. My staff puts it up for me. And I talked about this a little bit, but I've been really – focusing on this with patients that come in here because they come in in a unit of time. It's today. And their body did whatever it did to get them to where they are today. Now, it might have been a car accident yesterday, or it could have been years of hanging sheetrock or doing carpentry or pulling wire for this electrician or sewing or gardening or just sitting and typing. You know, all of these different types of things have stresses on the body and they affect the the nervous system and the disc. So I'm holding up, uh, for those of you that are going to watch the show, um, a pair of spinal bones called vertebra and the shock absorber disc in between it. The nerves come out of the brain and go right down the center and then those little uh, nerves come out between every bone. You have 31 of these spinal nerves that come out of the 24 segments and then your sacrum, which is fused five segments, your tailbone. And these 31 spinal nerves, 62 in all, because they come out of each side, split and split and split and split till they go to 75 trillion cells. In fact, you could take everything away except for the nervous system and you'd still see me standing here if I were that, that person. So over here on this, the side here, I have a graph. It's basically an arch. It starts on the left. It goes up and around somewhere in the middle, it's reached this high point and it starts to go back down on the other side. And it seems that everything on this planet, in this earth, in our minds, all of our goals, 
all have a cycle of action to them. They all have a starting point. They all go through changes. They ripe and then they hit that zenith or the high point. Then they start to go down. And um, one of my old coaches, when we were talking about, you know, people, he came up with kind of a interesting comment. It says, you're either green and growing or ripe and rotten, rotting. And that can be in your mind. It can be with your health. It can be with the chemicals in your body. Um, it could be with your goals in life, which you're trying to do. So when we're first on this planet, when we're first dropped here and as a little baby and we have those wondrous eyes looking around trying to figure out and something that we can see that we can cling on to and that gives us the reality of there's something I recognize, I know where that is, and then you can locate yourself as a baby once you know that, oh, here's a table, you know, and slowly you learn to use that table to hold you up so you can walk. But everything's exciting to you. Everything's as a mystery and something to be grokked, you know, and grok is the, the word out of the man who fell, fell from earth. Um, uh, shoot, the guy, the guy author's name's on the tip of my tongue, but that, you know, you, you grok it, you get it, you taste it, you stick it in your mouth, you feel it, you find out the temperature, the texture, and everything is new and exciting. And as we start to, you know, where we come in as an individual and then we start to become a herd animal in that we start to hang out with other kids or other family members and they all have patterns of livingness that they've developed from a lot of their family and the ancestors and the people they went to school with and the people they hung out with and the sports teams that they played on or the groups that they were involved in. So we start to shape this little individual who's like this beaming glow of energy that has got this this thrust for life. And as we go on through the the years, our first years, we start to um, develop an idea, maybe not even consciously, of who we may be, what we want to do, um, who we're going to hang out with. But those formative years really help uh, build, put in the building blocks of of where we are going and who we want to be. They're so important. You know, some of us, um, you know, oftentimes I talk about my, my upbringing. My mother and father really hated each other. You know, they were terrible together. But individually, they had huge qualities that they imparted on my brother and sister and I. And I was the youngest, so, you know, I by the time I came along, they just kind of let everything happen. But, you know, what happens is you go along in life and you have, if you're going up this path towards the, the zenith, you know, if you're a sports person, you know when you're at your peak with sports. Even a, a singer, their voice is strong at one point. You know, um, in your job, in your career, in your life, these you're, there is a point which could start to go down. And, you know, the I think the first or second law of thermodynamics, don't quote me on it, says an object stays in at rest or in motion unless operated on by an outside force. So you have this um, internal combustion engine, which is your body that lives off of fuel. It burns the fuel um, inside the cell, inside the thing called the mitochondria, which is like the carburetor 
or the fuel injection system of each cell, all 75 trillion cells have several carburetors in them that consume fuel in glucose, which is sugar, or fat, which is ketones, and burns it to give the body energy. And that energy is actually um, creates your ability to function. It's kind of interesting. We have a, a mantra in our office which says success loves action. <laughs> and when you have action, you can succeed in things. You can do stuff. When your body has energy, it can do things. So what can rob the energy from us? What robs over the years as we're going up and up and up and we get into our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s and above, we start to oftentimes lose our vim and our vigor. We start to not operate as uh, well as we would love to. Um, our health starts to fade on us. In fact, you know, as you know, we're rated 47th in the world for health. So there's 46 countries healthier than us, yet we take 50 to 70% of all the drugs made in the world. Only 4% of the world population take 50 to 70%, depending on what article you're looking at. And we're still rated 47th in the world for health. So those drugs are great at managing symptoms. However, managing symptoms doesn't mean you're healthy. So, my goal as a healthcare professional in the, in the, um, natural healing realm and being part of the, the health centers of the future doctors that come out of Dr. Pompa's group is to not just let the chips fall as they may and have you hit that peak unbeknownst to you. And then you start to slide down the other side. Our goal in, in this office is to help you do the things and take this action steps because success loves action and getting that zenith, that high point to not curve too quickly, to actually keep going up so you enjoy your life more so that you can enjoy your young age of 92 or 100 years old. And what happens I see so often is, you know, when we talk about that little being, that little baby that's this gleaming and he has reaches for life and he reaches for a like socket and they get slapped on the hand. No. And then, you know, he's curious. And so many times these kids are being told, no, don't do that. No, don't do that. And they can't figure out why, you know, what they shouldn't do and what they should do. But pretty soon life becomes a big no to them. I was talking to one of my friends uh, he's in a business group of mine, and he says that one of his sons is in his not even at 10 years old, I don't think. His answer to everything is no. Hey, why don't we do this? No. Why don't you do that? No. So that comes from stops. You know, um, we want to have incredible expansion in our lives, right? So one thing about this education system I'm talking about, when you grow and you start to go up and you learn things, and some things nail you and knock you back down, you know? Like um, when I was young, I was diagnosed with dyslexia in first grade. I made a C backwards. And rather than sit down and explain to me and have me practice making the C a right way, they they um, hit me with that diagnosis. Well, that made me crash down to the bottom again. And then I learned that I couldn't read because that's what I was told. 
and that there was apparently when the um, the perception that I got from reading a page came into my eye, it flipped over and was upside down on my retina. And then the brain flips that back right side up so that you can perceive the writing on the page incorrectly. And at that point, I mean, I was a little kid, but I still remember they're saying, in your optic chiasm, which is where the nerves cross, the eye nerves cross right in, right behind your forehead, they don't switch. And so it shows up upside down. And I believe that to be true. And I believe that that was incorrect information because I had to, at one point in my life, and I was 28, I actually had to sit down and work at reversing all of this dogma that had been given to me and everything that I allowed myself to believe that actually created this problem for myself. I mean, you know, as a young kid, maybe you're not as uh, able to discern data, but, you know, it was very difficult for me to learn how to overcome that and and learn how to read. And now I read relatively quickly. I don't necessarily like to read that much. I love writing books. I've written six that are published, and I've got a few more in the making. But as you're going up this thing that we call the beginning of life, when we're still green and growing, about 21, your body's matured, and then it starts to go down from there as far as the physical body. Now, you know, it may mature out about 25, 27, but then it's actually starting to age. You don't have that push for your body to continue to grow young, you know, younger and younger and younger or newer and newer and newer. And that's why, you know, the, the very active sports people in their mid twenties, that's their peak, right? And then their bodies start to not work quite as well. But if you're very talented, like the Brandon Crawfords of the world, or people along that way, the Steph Curry's at 35 or, you know, 36, however old he is, they're still able to have that eye-hand coordination, but it's the intention that keeps them going. So the intention is really a key. Intent is if you intend on something to happen and you really make it happen, you can make it happen. I'll give you an example. You know, um, after I'm done here, I intend to go eat something. Well, I'll probably eat something because I intend on it. And it sounds really stupid and silly, but that's about how simple it is. You know, when I was uh, 28 years old, after I I broke my back when I was 12, I got on heavy drugs, both street drugs and pharmaceutical drugs for the pain that never got corrected. Somebody carried me into a chiropractor at now up here. Uh, so here I go up, up this path, and then I crash down again at the bottom when I broke my back, crawled back up, got to a point where I re-injured it and got on really heavy drugs, crashed back down. And I'm still trying to go up this beginning arch to get up to the, the zenith of my life. But then I started taking drugs to cover up my pain, and then they just got addicting. And I crashed back down again to the bottom. And, um, but at one point, I, I changed my mind because my, I didn't know who I was or what I wanted to do. I just kind of was plopped down on this planet and I, I was excited about life and I moved forward. They told, you know, my family eventually said I was accident prone. 
you know, so then now I'm know that I'm accident prone. It means that I keep hurting myself. Well, it was kind of true, but if you really look at it, I was always off doing things and adventuring where I shouldn't have been. Down at my grandma's ranch, I fell into the well one day because I was trying to climb, get a cat out of the well, and I got stuck down there, and my uncle had to come get me, and I had bamboo cuts on my, or barbed wire cuts on my hands. You know, I things like that. I got my foot stuck in a the door Safeway opened down in Watsonville, and they had the first opening and closing doors automatic back in the 60s or something. And I got my foot stuck in that because I thought, wow, that's interesting. Um, but my point is that if you allow yourself to explore your imagination, you know, you might get knocked on the head or you might get hurt. Um, but hopefully it's going to be a lesson of learning, but we'll keep that creative thing going forward. You know, so often, and I know, remember this since I couldn't read very well, a teacher would come along and, you know, tap me on the back of the head or grab my shoulder and say, pay attention, because I was looking out the window daydreaming. They said, don't daydream. It's not okay for you to daydream. You sit here and pay attention. Do what you're told. Look at that book, even if you can't read it. Uh, don't ask questions. Do what you're told, you know, and then get a job, work hard. Um, you know, don't rock the boat. And then so you're going up this this arch like this, and a lot of people end up going up here. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but they get up to the zenith and they go, okay, well, it's time to go down the other side. And they accept the fact that they're going down the other side. I was uh, watching something on the YouTube the other day where some woman in her 50s was talking about that she had spoken out about a cause that she believed in. And because she spoke out about this cause, a whole bunch of stuff came down on her and there was bad press about her and the cause may have been good or bad. I don't remember, but what happened is the press went to this lady's parents and, or it got to this lady's parents and her comments stuck with me and I won't forget it. She goes, my mother and father worked too hard and they were in a boring and they just wanted their boring retirement and then this came along. Gosh, I'm sorry. That's great if that's it. A boring retirement. That's what we work so hard for to get up to the peak. And maybe that's great for some people. For me, not so much. I, I see that, you know, at 67 years old, I probably, you know, my body's doing things to me that I don't appreciate very much, but I'm doing things to keep pushing it upward and I'm, raising the zenith on my body's health and my my mental health, my desire to create, my intention is getting me to create more. Like, no matter how many times I, I knock, get knocked down, I seem to get up again. Someday I won't, right? But the interesting thing is, like, when I broke my back, I fell out of that tree and broke my back, I was 12. I could be a victim from that, but I'm the one that climbed the darn tree. So I'm, I caused myself to be hurt because I moved forward without really a roadmap and just kind of did those 
things that have damaged myself. I took all those medications because I was trying to get my, get out of pain and I didn't know any better. And there was no answers out there. Nobody had told me about chiropractic yet, but you know, every time I knock myself down, I seem to grow out of it. And, you know, I was thinking about the other day and I thought about something that grows in your garden that you might try to knock it out, pull it, spray stuff on it and try to kill it, but it keeps growing back, right? It's a weed. I mean, I feel like I should write a book called My Life is a Weed because no matter how many times I overdo it or I uh, overplan or underplan, I overindulge or underindulge, I allow myself to get put into a stressful situation that might increase the stress hormone in my body called cortisol. And um, basically, uh, when your stress glands are putting out the cortisol, your immunity goes down, your uh, mental acuity goes down, your digestive function goes down. So, you know, we've all been under a tremendous amount of stress this last um, several years due to, quote, quote, the powers that be, and information coming down to us. So I'm not going to get on the point of right or wrong there, but I do want to mention that when you are, are, are learn our ability to learn and really achieve individual goals in life rather than move through like a herd following the herd is based on our ability to differentiate data and look at data a different way and actually be taught evaluative functions like data analysis. You know, we never have classes of that unless you take some kind of statistics or something. But in life, you know, if these kids are given the curiosity to evaluate and question things. That's where we get the individuals that stick out in society. You know, the Einsteins, the Hippocrates, the the um, Ben Franklins, the um, Thomas Edison's. These are the guys that took data and rather than just blanketly went forward with what they were taught and did the things they were told to do without putting in a creative thought into it, um, there's a difference. Now, first and foremost, you have to have the intention to want to do something different. If a lot of people go, hey, look, I have a job. I'm making a good money. I have a retirement coming. Um, I can't wait till I can retire because then I'm going fishing. And great. That's awesome. I mean, I know a lot of people have that and more power to them. I guess I want that too. Um, I just want to make sure that when I get there, my body's still functioning well and I'm still strong and my brain still works. I have a, a friend that um, passed away recently, probably eight to 10 years older than me, but um, you know, very, very, very brilliant person um, studied so much in his life about, you know, himself and about being a spiritual being. And that was his, his thing. Right. And he was very learned 
But when I found out that he died from Alzheimer's disease, I, I really was I taken back because, you know, right now we know so much data that can help us get rid of the heavy metals, the toxins and the hidden infections, the molds, hidden infections that get into our brain. Um, so much stuff in the teeth um, can cause bacterial and mold infestations, and um, even viruses can get stuck in these cavitations in your teeth and cause uh, toxins to be released into your system. And remember, the teeth are about two inches from the brain, especially when you have different heavy metals in there like mercury or gold. Those things are not conducive to a, a brain functioning well. So here's a guy that spent most of his um, adult life um, studying how to be more able. Um, he had a great career, very successful career, but he also really looked, worked on himself as an individual to know um, that this is, you know, who he wanted to be. He had the intention to know, to, and not only the intention, but the power to act on it. And he also availed himself to the, to data, to, to correct data, but he had to evaluate it to find out if it was correct or not. So, you know, I know that sometimes people are going, hey, just give me my retirement, and they, I want to read books and play crossword puzzles. Great. That's fantastic. And if you do, even then, you should want to get that zenith as high as you can, and then once you're there, keep it there. Don't let the body break down due to the... Uh, broken down nervous system, uh, the toxic environment we live in, the mental stress that can actually cause the hormone systems in your body to break down. So um, I've been talking about the um, the seven-week intermittent fasting ketogenic diet workshop that I will be doing um, starting out in a few weeks. It's going to be free. Uh, it's going to be online. I'm going to talk about uh, it on the radio show because this is a way I can do it because I don't have time to do it otherwise. So I'm going to be giving you bits and pieces of it up until then. And then you can either tune into the radio or you can watch it live on uh, Zoom by emailing the office info at McCollum Family Chiropractic. Um, and we will send you the Zoom links so you can watch it live or you can watch it. Um, we, if you're in the group, we will um, send an email with the link so you can watch it on YouTube by just clicking on the link we send you and you can watch the show and get the data that way. We will also have it available on um, Health Rebels, which is a private uh, Facebook group. If you're on Facebook, a lot of people aren't these days. So those are some of the avenues. Um, and then I will be going over those on a week to week thing. And we'll have a little Q and a that you can get on the zoom meeting and type in the chat, those Q and a's so I can answer them for you. Um, it's that's so needed. My patients need it so much. Uh, I wish I had time to do what we were doing uh, before the pandemic, quote unquote, which was every week we'd meet at my office and we had so much fun. 
Um, I just don't have that availability right now, maybe in the future, but right now I want to make this as available to everybody I can. And this is a way that I can do it without overburdening my, my staff and still availing the information that I get on a weekly basis through the Dr. Pompa meetings that we do, the health centers of the future, so that you can at least start to eliminate some of the toxins out of your life here. And uh, so that your cells are healthier and your body works better. I'm going to move this um, over for those of you watching, and you'll be able to, to see this on the show. But it's a, actually I'm showing what's called the neuropathylator, which is a chart of the, of the human body with all the brain, the thyroid glands, the heart, lungs, kidneys, uh, lungs, liver, all of the organs. And every one of the spinal nerves. So the very top nerve in your head. So many people get in car accidents or they bump their head or they, they're under so much stress that that number one vertebra right, right behind the, your earlobe. If you run your finger from your earlobe, earlobe, earlobe straight back, you'll feel a bump at the base of your skull. That's called a mastoid process. You have one on each side. That's the base of your skull. And, um, Underneath it or to the back of it or in the front, you'll feel, because it can be rotated, that is the top vertebra in the neck. It's called your atlas, as in Charles Atlas, or Atlas holds up the world. Out of that nerve, that spot, comes one of the most important nerves of your body. It's called the vagus nerve. And that vagus nerve comes out of the spine there. And whoever made this body was brilliant enough to go, we don't want this nerve going down through the spine because when people get spinal injuries, it can damage that nerve and then none of the organs will work because this nerve that comes out right there at the top vertebra travels down alongside your spine. So it's not susceptible to injury when you have traumas. And that um, vagus nerve goes to every organ in your body that, it sends messages from the brain, from the pituitary and the hypothalamus gland, and from the sensors of the brain down to all of your organs to tell them how to function. A lot of times when people are quadriplegics or paraplegics, they've got spinal damage that have messed up the motor nerves so their arms and legs don't work. But their heart still beats, their lungs still breathe, their liver still cleanses the blood. Their digestive system still works. So that's the vagus nerve. And that's the beauty of whoever made this body is putting that vagus nerve outside there. But stress and tension can tighten up the muscles at the base of the skull and choke off that vagus nerve. And especially if you're having all of the above and then you get into a whiplash accident and you don't get it corrected. And then you get scar tissue forming around that vagus nerve and you can get chronic headaches. You can start to get all kinds of dysfunctions of organs in your body. Your energy level can go down. So, you know, to try to help get your body functioning as well as you can, making sure that the organs can work as well as you can. If you're doing any kind of detoxification, you've got to have that connection from the brain through the vagus nerve to every cell and organ in your body. Um, a lot of people are doing these seven, 10 day cleanses, which are, they're okay, but they're a splash in the pan. 
they don't really do much to detoxify the deep core parts of your body. And when we do this workshop, we'll be delving into how to detoxify the upstream pathways. So you basically, as we, I'm going to push some buttons here and you're not able to watch it right now, but in the mid back, if you put your hand on the small of your back, then raise it up as high as you can. The nerves that come out of that area go to your liver, your kidneys, your gallbladder, which is bile, which helps digest fat, your stomach and your small intestine. That area, the nerves that come out of that part of the body, not only help with your stabilization of your spine and your spinal um, stability muscles and sensation of of the those areas, but they also do have components that go to those the nerves that go to those uh, organs as well. So you need to make sure that your mid-back is functioning well if you're detoxifying. I'll give you an example. I know that there's been times in my life where I've had really bad food poisoning or real bad stomach flu, um, something along that line. And the one thing that went along with it was really bad pain in the mid-back. And depending on which organs being affected, it's like a circuit breaker. That nerve, um, like if I had a toaster and I overwhelmed the toaster, maybe I had a microwave and a toaster going at the same time, and that plugged into the same thing, it blows out that circuit in the wall. You have to reset the circuit breaker. Well, your spine is set up as a circuit breaker, so when the organs get over um, traumatized, trying to send a signal to the brain, your back will go out, and you, you can throw the the circuit breaker in your back out, and it purposely does that to protect the brain because the brain needs to be able to make sure everything else functions. So um, when we talk about being healthy, keeping our body moving up as long as we can before it hits the top and starts to cave down, we need to make sure that the systems that made the body in the first place can heal the body. So... I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, I wanted to talk a bit more about the stem cell machine that we have. Um, I don't know if you watch uh, sports, if you're in the local area, watch the Giants. We do have a commercial going on there that's pretty fun of uh, the stem cell machine. But it's a $49 special to come see if we can help you with your symptoms. Even working on the, the back, the upper back like that, like I was talking about, sometimes the stress from being a chiropractor can cause points of pain. And um, that pain over time builds up into a chronic condition. You can get it adjusted, absolutely. But when you use a stem cell machine on there, it actually brings your own stem cells into the area, increases blood flow, and, and causes a much more rapid healing. So I uh, would love to offer you to come in for the special we have, $49 special, to come in and try the stem cell machine. It's um, our number is 831-459-9990. And this is Dr. Duncan McCollum. And I'm on the shit radio every Saturday from one to two and then Monday from two to three. Um, you can also find all these on YouTube. And I wish you'd do me a favor, get on YouTube if you ever get on there and just follow us on YouTube, subscribe to it because it just helps me get my word out to more people 
the bigger my audience, the more people are going to hopefully have a chance to open their vision to improve their health along any of the different ways that we talk about. I do have two books, uh, Turn Back Your Biological Clock, which is available on Amazon and New Hope for Sciatica. And um, both of them are there. And they're filled with good information via coming down from the Dr. Pompa group, the teachings and the workings that we've all uh, worked out on the best way to in- detoxify your body and actually make sure that your body's going to live as long as possible and, you know, usually longer than it would be had you not done this. Now, how do you prove it? Well, one thing we know is there's these little hairs on the end of your cells on the DNA called telomeres, T-E-L-E-M-E-R-E-S. And those telomeres are a certain length. Every time a cell replicates or divides, the telomere gets a little bit shorter. It's kind of like the horse tails. If you, you know, those little things that are prehistoric, you can pull every section off. So these horse tails, once you get down to the bottom, there's no horse tail anymore, right? So the telomeres, each time your cells grow, the telomeres get a little bit shorter. Well, we know by science, by Nobel Prize winner, Dr. Yushiniara Asuma, um, working on the autophagy. He won Nobel Prize in 2016 for physiology and medicine, that when you fast up to seven or 30 hour fast will can actually lengthen those telomeres. And they never thought telomeres could be lengthened before. Also, Dr. Walter Longo figured at a 30 hour fast, you're actually getting more stem cells produced than at any other time. So we teach you the right way to get your body into what we call ketosis, where it's burning the right fuel, which is fat or ketones, and how to not be as dependent on the unhealthy fuel, which is glucose, which burns very hot and very smoky. And by burning very hot and very smoky inside the cell, it puts that toxin inside the cell, and that toxin can damage the mitochondria, which is a cell-producing organism inside the cell organelle, it's called, inside the cell. And also, it can, that toxins in there can turn on bad genes. Bad, it gets into the DNA and can turn on the arthritis genes or the Alzheimer's genes or, um, you know, your Levi genes. That's a joke. But it's, uh, you know, so how do we deal with the fact that we live in the most toxic time since Homo sapiens has been on this planet? 250 tons of toxins are dumped on the planet every year. 114,000 different man-made chemicals that our liver has to learn how to detoxify in a nanosecond. And we live in a society that's so dogmatically um, bent on Western medicine's sickness approach to health that only a few are getting the bigger vision and taking the path less traveled and getting on to realizing that when you're covering up symptoms with medication and you're not getting to the upstream cause, you're actually causing more damage with those medications. And usually from that medication, you have to take another and another and another. 
um, to handle the side effects of all that. Now, don't get off any medications till you talk to your medical doctor, but, you know, ask them if you care, how do I get off of some of these meds? Now, maybe some of them you can't. I'm not here to tell you that you can get off of every med, but I know one thing, your intention, whatever you intend on happening will happen if you intend it to happen. So, um, I really recommend that you spend some time with yourself, look at where your life is today and go, what points are, am I really happy with? What points could I do better with? And I love to write down on a piece of paper, write a line down the middle and write whatever subject it is. You know, it could be your individual health or your individual, what you do on your alone time. How quality is that? Are you able to do things you want to do? And then really go, well, what is it that you want to do? What do you intend to do? What do you have a goal? Are you just wandering aimlessly, you know, sitting there watching the boop boop tube, you know, and if that's what you want to do, great. But maybe there's, um, maybe you've wanted to write a book or you've wanted, you want to take a walk, but you just don't have the gumption to get up and go outside. Um, then there's, you know, with your family, your kids, uh, things that you might want to do, your parents, your siblings that you might not have talked to in a long time. You know, how's your relationship with them? What could you do to make it better? You know, be the proactive force on calling them and saying, hey, I was thinking about you. Um, I think I talked about this last week, but I was on a group call with Dr. Pompa et al. And Ben Asadi um, from Keto Camp was on with us as usual. And he did a talk on vitamin G and, you know, realizing that a lot of us are vitamin depleted anyway. Um, the RDA is so low, recommended daily allowance that the RDA recommends is so low. No wonder we're rated 47th in the world for health. It's the RDA, the minerals and the vitamins and everything that would uh, we should be taking made us healthy, then we wouldn't be 47th in the world for health, taking 70% of all the drugs made in the world. So maybe we need to revisit that RDA, or let's say it's fine. I believe it needs to be raised. But why aren't, why isn't our body able to use that, those RDAs to make itself healthy and restore our health? Hmm. Three things. Mental stress, physical stress, spinal nerves, and chemistry. Your uh, hormones, your body's ability to function on hormones. So, okay, so in a perfect world, you got all the vitamins and minerals you need. You have a perfect working nervous system. You know, your, your positive mental thinking and your, your, um, very high in vitamin G, um, which is the key and your chemicals, your detoxifying your liver, your gallbladder, your uh, kidneys, your lungs and your skin can detoxify all the stuff that we either the chemicals and toxins we either ingest or we create in the process of living, get out of our body. So now again, we've got, you know, a sound nervous system communicating to the 75 trillion cells back and forth with correct data on what to do based on the information that it gets. You have the hormones that are being excreted by communications from the brain via the hypothalamus and pituitary down the, through the bloodstream to all of the horm- the um, glands in your body, telling them what chemicals to produce based on um, what stimuli it's getting. 
You know, and believe it or not, when you get startled, adrenaline is secreted throughout your body in a nanosecond and you jump and your heart races. So every nanosecond, your body can change. It can, it can either flee or rest. It can, you know, you have a decision, you have a chance to make any change you want anytime in your life right now, you know, but you have to be willing to do something different. And uh, I know that for myself, there's moments or times where I'm complacent and I'm, you know, just going through the process of living. And then I wake up one day and I go, gosh, I should be doing something else. You know, I don't want to be flatlining my enjoyment in life. I should be playing more music. You know, I play a few different instruments and sometimes I don't play them for months at a time. You know, and I sat down at the piano for the first time in a while a few nights ago, and it was so fun. And, you know, I just kind of created a few songs, recorded them so that I could remember what they were. Um, I've started picking up my books, writing them again. Um, I have a new book that I just thought of writing on Thursday. It's called My Life is a Weed. So I'm going to talk about how you can't kill a weed, you know, and I can't seem to do the... No matter what I try to do, it seems like I keep waking up the next day. Now, someday I won't, and I'm not trying to not wake up either, but I'm fumbling through life, and sometimes it feels like I'm, no matter how much I plan or intend things to happen, I still kind of fall forward, and luckily I keep falling forward. You know, as a a phrase, if you're going to fall, fall forward, right? Don't fall back. Because at least when you get up, you're one step further, closer to your destination. So, um, you know, throughout the years I've been on this radio show, I get feedback from people, which I always love, that they just like me talking about candid stuff. Um, a lot of times I'm on here talking to myself. And um, I don't mind people listening in on my self-talk conversations and hopefully it's helpful um a lot of people say they enjoy the show so i'm assuming it is um we're coming up to the end here um i really appreciate y'all being here get on my youtube channel dr duncan mccollum d-u-n-c-a-n-m-c-c-o-l-l-u-m um and just follow it um we will be putting all of the shows up there. There's over a hundred videos of all different topics up there of me. Um, all, many of my radio shows for the past couple of years are on there. Um, but me face to face doing the video, you can actually put it on closed caption and, you know, read it if you're unable to, uh, listen to the volume at the time. I also have my podcast which is Dr. Arna McCollum, McCollum Wellness Radio on any place podcasts are found. Go to YouTube, or excuse me, Facebook if you're on it, and ask to join Health Rebels. We'll be putting a lot of the information through there. I'm sorry I'm not jumping on this tomorrow as far as starting the course, but I'm, I want people to start to be aware. One thing that you can do, and this is your assignment for this week, is Write down how many times you eat a day, how many times you put anything in your mouth, whether it's a nut, a sip of a juice, uh, a piece of fruit, um, any of that. The average American puts something in their mouth 17 times a day. 
So just count it for yourself because every time you put something in your mouth that triggers the brain that it's food, even chewing gum, you're actually um, opening up the pathway to digestion, which robs your body of energy because 60% of your energy goes to digest your food. We want you to, part of the process is going to have you shorten your eating window. So you're not eating from dawn to dusk, grazing all day long. And, you know, people with diabetes are told to graze all day long. Well, how's that, how's that going for you? Are you, are you turning your diabetes around or just maintaining it as the blood vessels in your feet get more clogged, more clogged and more clogged, causing more neuropathies and potentially affecting the eyes because of the hyperinsulinemia is causing preventable blindness, um, kidney dip problems and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, there's a lot to be done for it. Um, I appreciate the station, KSCO, appreciate everybody that works there, Carol and, and Billy and Richard and um, and uh, Dave Michaels and all the rest, MZ for keeping it there for us to listen to. Um, you can do one thing today. You can be successful. If you want to become more successful, do one thing. Go out and serve somebody else. Go out and um, make somebody's day. Go out and just say something kind to somebody like, wow, I like your earrings. <laughs> Hopefully you mean it. They always can tell when you're sincere or not. So find something to like about the person. When somebody in, comes in my office, oftentimes they are not very nice because they're in so much pain. I'm not nice when I'm in pain. And the smallest little comment of, hey, it's good to see you. We're glad you're here. Those color, that color of your shirt matches your eyes. It makes them pop. You know, it's amazing. I got to tell you what vitamin G is in the last 30 seconds here. Vitamin G, gratitude. You can't get enough of it. Be grateful. Find things that you are grateful for. Find people that you're grateful for. Splurge on it. Think about it many times a day. Call the people, one person that you're grateful for, the most per, or text them and just say, Hey, I want to let you know because of you, this is where my life has gone. If you enjoyed this episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember, the best way to learn is to teach. <laughs>